hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. I'd like to make it uh, an amendment from last week. Got a correction I, for us? I have a correction that I am. I am in fact uh, not garlic parmesan. Oh. People don't call me garlic parmesan. We got a, we got a lot of messages saying that <sighs> that people don't actually call you no. call you that. They call me the stinky binky boy. They call you the stinky binky boy, and they have for a long time. And I don't know where I don't know where you get off calling yourself garlic parmesan because it's uh, it's not yeah, accurate. I, no, no, I agree. I my self worth was way too high, and so I. Now we also get a lot. We also get a lot of listener questions. Why is the binky so stinky? What really makes it stink? Okay, well that's that's uh, I'm. I'm I'm happy that you <laughs> you read that as the binky is stinky and not me being a stinky. No, it's not boy. you. You you shower regularly. You're fine. The the yes, binky the binky. Uh, people say you smell fine, but that God that fucking binky, dude. Like, oh, you're gonna puke, dude. You know you know what the secret is? Never washed it. Never never once. washed it. Also terrible halitosis. Just oh. god awful, and and my diet of deviled eggs every day. Those, those I, three I, really. I shovel down those those deviled eggs, and then I just stick the binky in there like a plug, and it just it oh, just absolutely. it <laughs> just pickles in there. I turn into a stink bomb. Really. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so you got to release the gas. Well, thanks, thanks for bringing that stink. to my attention. Yeah, I'm just eating deviled eggs here in Devil <laughs> Devil City. De- Devil City. City. Devil City. I'm getting them from the trash. Because Gross. we dumpster dive our way through the internet. We go to the websites and we say, what's the, this looks like trash, but you know what? I see a little bit of treasure there. Mm-hmm. My name's Will Kane, and I'm, like I said, I'm a stinky binky boy. And I'm Theo Sapakos, and I, I'm trying to get that binky so I can clean it, folks. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> I really am trying out here for the people. I keep inviting him to parties. He I, keeps having uh, the binky in, and he keeps he won't give it up. up the place. He won't give it up. Also, I fart a lot. That, that oh, would also that's 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 out of character. <laughs> that's <laughs> out of character. Oh, okay. For as long as much as you know, uh, you don't know my private life. I can just see the haze cloud behind you on the on the Zoom call. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a what Will asks. Yeah, do you like uh, your your own kind of body smell? My own body smell, and I smell my own body smell. I yeah, because I'm gonna take it off of principle. <laughs> everybody likes their own farts, so that's a <laughs> that's, I, that's a given. I don't think I like it, but I think I'm, I'm used to it. Sorry, yeah. the farts, the farts. Uh, my own body. <laughs> I don't like it, but I'm I used interested to it. By. But you get you get it's just nasty. I think it's interesting. Uh, Sometimes it's like, oh, 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 that what did I eat? <laughs> That's interesting. 
think the duration has more to do with my interest. Like, like, well, what? It's still going. We're mm. we're still rolling. <laughs> mm. uh, my own body smell. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's just com- you know, it's comforting. It's been there my whole life. You know, I could say? see you having a very sharp body odor. What is Although that? I what did, does that I've never mean? smelled it. What Some you... people have a very sharp. pungent, very sharp. Like you, have you've never smelled like somebody's at the gym or whatever. They're running around. They're playing basketball, and you get you get a whiff of their their pits or whatever, and it's just like you're talking do, about. Oh. Do I like the smell of my own bo? Is what you're asking me. I mean, yeah. I think of. I think my if I don't use deodorant, I just smell uh-huh. like run of the mill bo. I'm like that smells like mm. every bo experience I've had in my life. I need to go put on some deodorant. And everybody knows run of the mill is when run you're of the running mill. through a mill. Run of the mill. And no. the BO you get from that. <laughs> run of the mill smells like freshman year of CCIS. That's what <laughs> run of the mill BO smells like. All right. <laughs> Ooh. Whoa, Whoa. I just went into the time machine. <laughs> I, you sent me back to freshman year. They say year. that uh, scent is linked with memory and uh, let that memory oh. sit with you. No, I don't. I'm. You know what? I'm actually good. I didn't. I'm actually I don't need good. to relive that. <laughs> going into people's rooms, I I have absolutely been in people's rooms that you go, walk in and you go, "I'm friends with this person. I'm friends with this person. I'm friends with this person. No, I need like, to be nice. Yeah, I like, can't. They, <laughs> just hold. You can't just, just mouth breathe and and do your best <sighs> not to show them that you're breathing into your elbow whenever you get a chance. That's. Have you ever met a meeting truly stinky people? Is is you you forget sometimes you forget most that they're out there they strike when are you, neutral you know. yeah neutral are good yeah that's that's most people except when you find a an actual stinky stinky dinky yeah over here that actually smells this this kind of segues nicely into uh uh a little will story i went to a steampunk uh festival oh Speaking festival, of stinky people. Festival sounds a little too <laughs> too grandiose for what it was. It was on a, it was a, a town square. Of, a collection of people that happened to be, oh, you're wearing steampunk today? Oh, yeah. I just happened to be wearing oh it too. Oh, my God. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was just on a green in in a local town. And, and we're like, you know what? Let's go. Because our friends invited me, uh, invited both Annie and I. And so we went. And it was, Annie was like, let's dress up. But we always do it literally five minutes before we're about to leave. She goes, let's dress up. Okay. And I was like, okay, because we did this for the run fair and we just kind of throw like, shit on. There was like a, a an audible pause. You're like, let's, she's like, let's do it. And you're like, okay. Okay. Well, and so she threw a corset on and then like didn't even throw a dress on. Her, her run fair thing looked more steampunk than her actual right. steampunk thing, which she just wore like 50s pants and was like, I'm an engineer. And I'm like, you don't have goggles. <laughs> you get those for you. We're going to a steampunk. You thing. have no and, steampunk. And so, and she's like, okay, you, we're going to both. So I was like, okay, I'm going to dress up basically as an Irish immigrant <laughs> because I had big <laughs> pants on. I had a coat that matched. And then I had like a three button your classic like shirt look. and a flat cap. So I actually looked like a, a, a dude. Like if it. I did dress it up a little bit more, it could have been more fun. But, um, and then Annie was like, we get there, it's cold. And she's only wearing a light jacket. She steals my like backup in case nobody here is dressed in steampunk. <laughs> Yeah. jacket right. you gotta have one of those where you, you just have, throw it on you're like i wasn't I dressed up me. what are you talking no so just, she stole yeah. that from me and so i didn't have a backup and she's like it's cold and i was like one you can't even see your corset anymore because so you're zero steampunk and i'm all, like irish man mm-hmm. and then we get there great time 
It was, well, it was mostly just like stalls and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like, but, but I was just like walking around. I'm like, ooh, baby. Ooh, yeah. There's a, a booth that had, a lady had like bugs and like butterflies and stuff that she put into huh. displays. And she's like, what? this is ethically sourced, all this stuff. And then he was like, why do you, what's this bird foot in this jar? Where'd you get that? And she was like, eBay. She's like, no, not. <laughs> like, that's the opposite. Holy of moly, we source. found a buyer from our taxidermy segment. Wild. Yeah. There, Wild. So was, and then I saw exactly one furry. Oh, and it was, I expected more, baby. Really? Steampunk? And oh, absolutely. Furries? Is that a cross section there? It's a cross section of nerd. It's a very specific nerd. I got to mm. say, they were playing a lot of finger wagon music. <laughs> they had a whole lineup, and it was like, Oh, I love my girl. She's a cog in my heart. <laughs> like it's that kind of music, and it was great. I loved it. When uh, I was in you... uh, South Africa, we went to a world-renowned coffee shop that unbeknown world-renowned voted best coffee or something in in the world. By... <laughs> I looked online and I don't remember the details, but it was like it was like New York Times bestseller, but coffee edition. Right? It's like I, that. I'm just imagining the panel. Like the the movie multinational panel of just like of, <laughs> just a man in a big suit. He's like, "This is the finest coffee the finest. in the world." <laughs> and this place, unbeknownst to me before I showed up, its theme is is steampunk. And they just fully committed to everybody there oh, is, wow. is wearing the steampunk outfits. Uh, they don't do accents or anything, but they're all com- their costumes are all great, and the interior of the place is like fully decorated, steampunked out. Mm. Very cool because they have a bunch of like gadgets and old timey looking things that like you pull a lever and beans come out, but it's all crazy looking with chains and pipes and tubes <laughs> coming out. Uh, and <laughs> you were just you. There's a whole Rude Goldberg machine, <laughs> and you're just like, can I just get my fucking coffee, <laughs> please? I, I don't need to watch <laughs> the Wonka's factory going to work. It was just a little weird to be like in a fully steampunk thing where I'm like, this feels like it should be in Las Vegas, but we're in a third world country. This is very strange. Yeah. <laughs> I went to, there was a local diner that Annie and I went to that was over. Oh, I know that like, diner. It was yeah. the, yeah, it's it's right next to a, a Green Line station, Yeah, which is for people who don't, that's like the Boston train system. But you would think, oh, they'll make it train themed. It's literally right mm-hmm. next to the train, like no, 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 overhanging almost. No, no, no. It's three thousand leagues under the sea. Yes, yes, yes. For no reason. For no reason. And no, completely out they, of context. Out of context. They don't say like ahoy, matey. No, they, they just, don't. Every, they just, there's just brass there. Yeah, it's just decorated like that, and that's the whole bit. But <laughs> what? Because you said they didn't do an accent or anything, and my brain went to, is that like, tr- is it transatlantic? And then I remembered. At the steampunk fair, I heard two guys who were both in full steampunk regalia. One was like, Tally ho, good sir. How are <laughs> oh, you? No. And then another guy came and he was like, I do declare. Oh, like no. he was doing an accent. And I was just like, wait, where, where, so where, where are we? Steampunk prospector. <laughs> I do, it is very fine in the steam works here. Oh, I am sweating like a, a badger in July. In oh, Ju- baby. And a mechanical badger in the July. It is steam, is therefore it is hot and it is sweaty. Indeed. But you know what I really, really, really hope is not going to be hot and sweaty? Your next segment. My next segment might be a little hot. It might be a little sweaty. It's up for you to decide. Ooh. Um, I have a Wikipedia historian for you about Johan de Witt, a Dutch Ooh. prime minister and his 
and his life. Do oh, it! I want to tell you about it. This is coming to you from the medium. So it starts being... So it's, it's a Wikipedia historian, not from Wikipedia. I like to do this yeah. segment. Do that. <laughs> do that. It's just the name of the segment. Being a president or a prime minister now comes with high-end security that is always at the leader's disposal. But maybe, back in medieval times... It was not so. When an incident went down in history, it was too, it was too gruesome to be recalled. Except oh. maybe right now. Too when, gruesome to be recalled? When we will recall it. What happened to that to DeWitt? <laughs> what ha- wait, what actually? <laughs> it was too bloody. Here's the early life and political success of DeWitt. Witt partic- particularly did not have a challenging or struggling life. What a time to be alive. <laughs> love it. That's... that's- Gotta love that. He was born into a wealthy family, received a good education. His father was in politics. And it was only because of his father that he could explore various political fronts at a young age. He was well-traveled and well-read. Graduate, a graduate of Leiden University back in the 17th century, Will contributed to various diplomatic missions along with his father. He traveled to Italy, Switzerland, France, Switzerland, France and England, along with his elder brother, Cornelius de Witt. Sounds like he's got a pretty rosy life. He's made in the shade here. Father, can we go to Italy again? <laughs> Switzerland, so great. Can we go to war with them or something, just so I can <laughs> go and be a diplomat? I want to be a diplomat, Father. Father. Once in the frontline politics, Witt proved to be a remarkable leader and politician. Soon enough, he found himself climbing the ladder of success and was ele- elected as the counselor pensionary, the highest position in the country at the time, <laughs> which can be called equivalent to today's prime minister or presidential position. But before Witt oh, wow. reached the position, he made many political reforms and strengthened the Dutch economy with his great diplomatic spill, skills. His efforts also led to the reformation of the trip, Triple Alliance of 1668, an alliance of diplomacy between Sweden, the Dutch Republic, and England. Okay, However... Yeah. Okay, that was I was <laughs> everything. I'm like going this is, great. So it's, it's going great. This is boring. Yeah, <laughs> it's never fun when it's, yeah, bringing when you a segment that's all just about this dude having a good life, thought, an easy life in the 1600s. That, the the name of the prime minister was very the pension of that sounded like the pensionary. I'm of. the the ver- vice president of uh, turning <laughs> wheels. That's what they'll sometimes get to people when they just can't go higher. <laughs> then 1672 ramp jar also known as the year of disaster. If you go with the literal <laughs> translation of rampchar in Dutch, it means the year of pants, but it is also loosely what? translated to the year of disaster or the year when everyone went south. Yeah, apparently the year of knew? pants means... <laughs> Do you think in 1672 they're like, we'd like, to rec- we'd like to welcome in the year of disaster. It'll this- be great. D- this year sucks more than usual. Do you think they're like, <laughs> and now this year the... <laughs> The the Chinese calendar goes from pig to catastrophe. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. It's there 2020. In 1672, King Louis of France finally declared war, attacked on Spanish Netherlands, and tried to conquer a large part of the country. This is known finally. as the... Known as the Great Invasion of Holland in 1672. It was the beginning of the end when Supreme Leader... Uh, for the end of the Supreme Leader Wit. I like that they call him Supreme Leader here. It makes Supre- him... Uh, sounds like a it's, Sith. <laughs> go go back to our last episode where King Jong-il uh, has yeah, right? <laughs> similar names. The Dutch we people now turned to William III of Orange for support and leadership, thereby, de- thereby <laughs> denouncing Wit as a traitor. Yeah, that's going to save you. 
I'm from orange. You know, it's right between red and yellow. Just imagine they it's turn a great to him place. and he's like literally the annoying orange and they're like, come on, please save us. <laughs> I'm actually from Orange County. Oh my God. It's different. Uh, precisely in 1672, the incident occurred because of which the entire year is mentioned. Uh, sorry. Precisely oh, in precisely in 1672 an incident occurred because of which the entire year is mentioned as the year of disaster wit was ruling the country as the elected councillor pensionary today's equivalent of the Mm -hmm. prime minister he was one of the most Mm -hmm. prominent figures in dutch politics and governments at the time when wit was denounced as a traitor some attempts were made on his and his brother's life i guess they thought he was a traitor because he was being too nice to king louis who was invading Mm. he tried to get him to say he was trying to be uh trying to get him to sign treaties and whatnot Maybe uh, we should be chill. Maybe. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> big fucking baby. Big fucking baby pants. Uh, let's Come get on, the in- a big, get big, the big, get the annoying babies. orange in here, and uh, let's fix this <laughs> damn place. Yeah, yeah. Give me a show. <laughs> oh god. Oh, no. god. So when he was denounced as a traitor, some attempts were made on his and his brother's life. His brother Cornelius, also arrested on trumped-up charges, stating he was he had plotted to assassinate Willem, the supreme head of the Council of Orange. That was the, the people's champ. They, he tried. Uh, they accused him of can trying we, to assassinate the pe- people's can champ. Can we just say that Donald Trump has ruined a lot of things, but he's also ruined the term trumped-up? Yeah. Because the first thought I had was him at a rally just going like, everybody... DeWitt, he's a weak man. He's a weak man and everybody knows it. You need me, the you know, orange in here. I'm gr- I am the orange. <laughs> I am already orange. I'm just going to say I'm the Duke of Orange. Witt decided to visit his brother in prison, but it did not turn out to be a good decision. Things went south when an angry mob attacked him. He was eventually killed Wait. on the 20th of August, 1672, and both the brothers were hanged outside the same prison. But it did not seem enough. So the Dutch mob started to mutilate them. There were some oh sources God. and accounts that said that the mob took home parts of their bodies to cook and eat them. I read another what? article that said that on the spot, they cut them open and ate their livers. Jesus. One man even admitted to have eating, eating one of the eyeballs of DeWitt. Oh, All the stories the might- part. <laughs> oh, that's the nastiest part. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I took a bite of his ass. I just ate his whole ass. <laughs> like, oh, why'd you do that? Apparently, the mob took the statement, we hate him, so we ate him quite seriously. And this episode oh is marked as one of the most shameful ones in the history of Europe. Also, apparently, like, during that time, at public, like, hangings and executions, people would, like, scramble and try to pick up body parts to take home as souvenirs. Oh, yeah. Like, fingers oh, and, and teeth. And why? People, there was a recent, people have been, like, people have been getting really into true crime and stuff. No, people have always people been have fucked. Always, yeah, people have always I, been in I heard a yeah, yeah. story that a, there was a, a Indiana woman who like killed a bunch of Norwegian, like she would put ads in the paper and then get them to come over and then she would kill them. Um, but when they were like exhuming the property, I heard a story about a grandpa that was with his grandchildren and there was like a big, they're like, there's a corpse that's being dug up over there. And he <laughs> saw his, like his kid, grandkids like tumbled out of the thing and were crying and hurt. And he looked at them, looked back and then ran towards the, oh my the buried God. The thing. Being, <laughs> so it's, everybody's always been fucking nuts no Jesus matter what. Christ. But 
That just felt so. I, I got. I thought it was going to go different because one, the brother visits him in prison. Yeah. I thought they were just going to be like, "You can just go into the just cell. go in prison. Like, Great, you can and rot then in just, jail." They just close the door. <laughs> yeah, right. Him, but he's like, "Ah, oh, dang, uh, it. dang it! I should have seen. I'm a great diplomat, but I didn't see that one coming." But he was also in a. How'd the crowd get to him? He was in a prison. Yeah, maybe How they saw him go to the prison. prison. I, maybe they just waited for him outside. Presumably, prisons only have one real entrance and exit. They probably didn't. The staff didn't like him. They probably could have just been thrown him out. Or <laughs> <laughs> Go and get him. Go and get him. Yeah, so. Yucky. Yucky. Apparently, if you're a bad politician in olden times, you're at risk of, of being ate. Yeah, they ate. Like, that's. They, they ate him. They have, you have to get close. It's a do, rough customer. Do you think there's one public official is like, the official death of, can you, can you wait? Can you, like, two seconds. I got to finish this thing. <laughs> can you. Okay, we're good. No, get. I see you. Get down. <laughs> well, the guards, the guards probably all standing around like, "Well, King's not here to tell us not to have a meeting, so go they ahead." They probably have an arm themselves. They're probably eating it like <laughs> probably it's a, a leg of ham. Oh no! There's like, oh, you, you know what? Could use a little bit of salt. All yeah, right, that would be good. You get the eyeball. I don't like the eyeballs. Never Some liked zest them. <laughs> or ingest on it. Gross. Well, I hope your next segment doesn't have anybody getting eight, because that would no. be weird. That would be a weird coincidence if that was the case. That would be the whole theme of this episode if that was the case. No, but this is also a Wikipedia historian, but of a different kind. Mm. This is more, I like Wikipedia articles that also kind of delve into psychological things as well as just weird Yeah metrics there's there's a lot of weird metrics out there and this does go into food a lot of weird metrics bpi uh now i i PSI. have three psi yep that'll bmi <laughs> okay well we're gonna go into i have three individual things that are all pretty short um we're gonna start with what do you think that uncombable hair syndrome means oh my god uh Carrot top. <laughs> That's what <laughs> That's I think. Pretty, you're not. You're not that wrong. <laughs> so, uncombable hair syndrome, or UHS, is a rare structural anom uh, anomaly of the hair with a variable degree of effect. It is characterized by hair that is silvery, dry, frizzy, wiry, and impossible to comb. Why? Sil it Why does it have to be silvery? Why specifically silvery? It was first reported in the early 20th century. That means nothing. I'm going to just say it probably occurred before then, because that's usually yeah, how Yeah, early go. in 20th century science was like, this is a genetic defect, and it's terrible, and therefore inferior. <laughs> like <laughs> We're just, we're just going to put it under, I don't know, schizophrenia? You got schizophrenia. That's what uh, they did back Institutionalize in the them. Uh, it typically becomes apparent between the ages of three months and 12 years. Imagine having a normal head of hair for 12 years, and then it goes... <laughs> It just, like, I think as a twelve-year-old, as a twelve-year-old, do you have any real concept of like what normal hair is versus what you have on your head? My, me as a kid, my dad just would fucking buzz her hair. Yeah, my, that's me all too. he did. That's all. That's the that's the boy, two <laughs> thousands era boy yeah. thing is just buzz their hair until it goes goes long. Um, it goes under similar names, including one that's in Latin, one that's in French that I'm not going to say because I don't speak those. I don't One of the names those. is <laughs> spun glass hair, which hmm. is very interesting. Uh, this disorder is believed to be autosomal recessive in most instances. 
but there were a few documented cases where multiple family members displayed the trait in an autosomal dominant fashion. So this can sometimes be dominant. And just imagine having a family where it's just like a comb comes into town. It's going to be broken the moment. <laughs> Don't you come into our household. You're uncombable. It's like a. It's like the scenes in uh, like Star Wars. Like the, the door opens and a comb walks into the house and all the family's heads just turn towards it and are like, what are you doing here? You're in the wrong part of town there, Mr. Comb. The the quantity of hair on the head does not change, but hair starts to grow more slowly and becomes increasingly, quote, uncombable. To be clinically apparent, 50% of all scalp hair sh- <laughs> shafts must be affected by UHS. So they have to like be a clinical. <laughs> uh, the syndrome only affects the hair on shaft on the scalp and does not influence hair growth in terms of qual- quantity texture feel or appearance on the rest of the body so at least you can comb your pubes that's great I, I love that <laughs> just get down there oh this comb I, your hair doesn't look all that combable well it's for the hair you don't see i just sent you a picture that's a very zoomed in picture of somebody with this condition <laughs> oh my and they look like a fucking cartoon character it looks like every head of hair from the early 80s it looks like they're they're a troll doll. Yeah, it is like it does that look like a troll doll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very yeah. dry. Um, in ter- the article goes on and it, it it describes a little bit more, but then it gets into like actual the fucking genes themselves that go into the different syndromes, of which there are three. Um, but that's that's not very. <laughs> I I didn't get much from it, so I think that we can probably move on. It. It is very. Oh, I one second though. I gotta show a uh, an old timey picture to you. Um, an old timey picture. Ima- okay. That imagine if you had this condition. Oh my! And people are like, oh, this is what oh, you have. Shit. Oh no! Oh <laughs> my god! It. Please describe it for me. Oh my god! Okay, uh, this this guy has a wiry head of of hair. It's uh at least three times the size of his head. Pretty normal looking dude, except for the fact that his his nails are like a foot long each. <laughs> yeah, I'm freaking yeah. out. It's not good. He's, he's <laughs> not good at all. Standing on a on a little altar, this. tiny legs. Why would legs, you show me this? By the way, very tiny legs that kind of go, splay apart, and then long fingers that just kind of spindle out. Looks like a goddamn. Do you remember the um those things that you could get where you uh you put water on it and grass grows out and it looks like hair. Yeah. It's, it's a Freddy Krueger chia pet is what it looks like. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) That's absolutely what it is. Yeah. But anyway, that is uncomfortable hair syndrome and God help you. If you have the, the symptoms of hair, (laughs) white hair, woolly hair and patchy baldness, patchy baldness, I think is probably the worst. Oh no. Patchy (laughs) bald. Imagine, imagine having a head of hair. You just have spots of fully grown, beautiful locks and patch that are totally bare. It's like, uh, Mm. Set of islands, like Hawaiian islands. Now, this next one is called the Truman Show delusion. Yeah, okay. We talked about some delusions that were more uh, lawyer-focused or like more criminal justice-focused before. Sure. Um, What do you think the Truman Show delusion is? Yeah, you think you're in a TV show, right? Yeah! Truman Show delusion, known as Truman Syndrome, is a type of delusion in which the person believes that their lives are staged reality shows. 
or that they're being watched by cameras. I think it would be much better if they thought that they were like an extra on the TV on the Truman Show. Like oh, they they thought the they were not like I'm just looking for the main character, man. All I, got, I just gotta find him. You just start yelling, "When's the paycheck come in? I've been doing this for ten years and nobody's paid me anything." So of course this is based off of the Truman Show, yes. which is a movie, yes, where a guy basically he's bought by a, a movie studio, mm. um, and then they raise him from birth in a totally fabricated environment where everybody's actors. So, let's go into some actual reported cases. While the prevalence of the disorder is not known, there have been several hundred cases reported. Wow. So, that's a lot. That's a lot, Um, yeah. There have been recorded instances of people suffering from the Truman Show delusion from around the world. Joel Gold, a psychologist at Bellevue Hospital Center in New York City and clinical associate professor of psychiatry at New York University, and his brother Ian, who holds... Okay, this is the, they're just going through their entire thing, uh, are the, the foremost researchers on the subject. <laughs> I like that. They're like, these guys are highly decorated. And also, us, we're like, we don't give a shit about you. Yeah, listen, th- I don't listen, need to know your, your 12 years resume. of PhD residencies, whatever you need to do with your life, I don't need to hear about it. They've reported that... One patient traveled to New York City after 9-11 to make sure that the terrorist attacks were not a plot twist in his personal Truman show. Jesus Christ, that's morbid. Uh, yeah, well, another traveled to a lower Manhattan federal building to seek asylum for his show. from his show. Another patient had worked as an intern on a reality TV program and believed that he was secretly being tracked by cameras, even at the poll station on election day in 2004. He shouted that President George W. Bush was a Judas, and was br- which brought him to Bellevue Hospital in Gold's attention. Damn. One of Gold's patients, an upper-middle-class Army veteran who wanted to climb the Statue of Liberty in the belief that doing so would release him from the show, described his condition this way. I realize that I was and am the center, the focus of attention. By millions and millions of people, my family and everyone I knew are just actors in a script. A charade whose entire purpose is to make me the focus of the world's attention. I don't think so, dude. I don't think so, my dude. I don't think anybody <laughs> has ever gone up to you and been like, hey, you're, you're the man. You're the man from yeah. the show. I wonder, it doesn't really go into the the underlying actual psychological thing, but this does sound like uh ego centrism like you, makes me wonder if they total... never saw the truman show what what that would manifest as instead hmm. hmm that's uh there's other things that are kind of similar to this mm-hmm. like there there's a concept called gang stalking which is basically like you're being stalked by gangs mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. um so i think people have these delusions whether like of being perceived, I suppose, or right. like constantly watched. I wonder if it is associated with their ego or if it's like a fear thing of like, I don't want to be watched. Yeah, I don't know. It's a question. So, yeah. The choice of the name Delusion Show was by Gold's influence um, by the fact that three of five patients uh, Joel Gold initially treated for the syndrome explicitly linked their perceived experiences to the film. <laughs> so it is like <laughs> actually linked to the film. Right, right, right. Um, in 2008, Paulo Polio Poli? Um, from British Journal of Psychology, conducted a uh, study that displayed individuals having signs of the delusion. Mark D. Griffiths, a chartered psychologist, analyzed his study and concluded that most of the individuals that had had the delusion often had underlying illnesses or other medical problems. That I think that lines up. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. 
I will end with the medical relevance. Um, re- relevance, sorry. Relevance. Re- re- relevance. Um, it's not officially recognized and it's not part of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of the American Psychiatric Association. Mm, they DSM. should really get the guy who made the acronym SHIELD on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get something good. <laughs> Uh, the golds do not say that it is a new diagnosis, but refer to it as, quote, a variance of known persecutor- persecutory uh, and grandiose delusions. So that is the Truman Show uh, delusion. And we will end with, I think, my favorite of these three. Okay. What do you think the Waffle House Index is? The Waffle House Index. It's got to yes. be the... Per- the per- uh... The waffle is it like the correlation between the number of waffle houses and like crime in a neighborhood or something like that? That would make a lot of sense. It's not. It's, <laughs> it, it's based off of a different because thing, I do which... think that on this show we've discussed several times how Florida man has busted into waffle <laughs> houses and done some crime. I'm, this this does relate to Florida. It's not in terms of crime. It's in terms of weather. Oh, so, what wacky? Okay. The Waffle House Index is an informal metric named after the Waffle House restaurant chain to determine the effects of a storm and the likely scale of assistance required for uh, disaster recovery. It was coined by former administrator Craig Fugit of the of FEMA. Like he is really the dude. He's the direct. He's the the guy. (laughs) He, He was just like, yeah. The metric is unofficially used by FEMA to inform disaster response. So. What is the, what is that? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, what is it? Um, the index is based on Waffle House's reputation for having good disaster preparedness and staying open during extreme weather or reopening quickly afterwards. <laughs> Amazing! Their business is so robust that like FEMA is like they, we gotta FEMA- structure our whole our whole structure around the Waffle Houses. This is a quote by Craig, former head of the of FEMA. If you get there and the Waffle House is closed, that's really bad. That's <laughs> so fucking nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, so there's different levels. They have like, this is a, the most official, <laughs> unofficial thing in the world. We're going to raise the DEFCON, sorry, not the DEFCON, uh, the Waffle House level to Waffle House 3. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is, well, okay. Mr. So President, I regret to inform you that Waffle Houses all across <laughs> the nation are going to hate this news. This is pretty bad. They want the, you know what? It's a, it's a deep black. We don't have waffles. There's zero waffles. We don't, we don't have any waffles. We've destroyed the concept of waffles. <laughs> There's no more waffles. I don't know how I'm even talking about them right now. How, uh, if I've destroyed the concept, how, how do I know? Now there's green, yellow, and red. What do you think green, yellow, and red would stand for? How many waffle houses are open? It's based off of how much of their menu they have. Oh, crazy. Okay, so I like gr- this. <laughs> green is full menu. Full service. Rest- restaurant has full power and damage is limited or no damage at all. Yellow is limited menu. Okay. No power or only power from a generator or food supplies may be low. No power? They're still serving food when there's no power? <laughs> what the heck? There's just a guy with a lighter trying to like <laughs> go get batter. That's <laughs> It's going to be a little while. I got to hold the waffle iron out over this fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> over this. It, oh, God. It's just like one of those trash can fires. Yeah, trash can <laughs> fires. Exactly. Waffle House. 
And then red <laughs> the alert. Waf- the waffles, the waffle batter is both the batter and the fuel. Wouldn't you know? <laughs> red alert is what Craig Fugit, the head of FEMA, would say. And also a man who is really craving some waffles in the middle of a hurricane because red alert is the restaurant is closed. <laughs> Indicates severe damage or severe flooding. How about so a do you have to be during the middle of a hurricane, your house is like getting destroyed and you're like, I'm going to go get some waffles. This is a red this is alert, a waffle Janet. situation. We're in a red alert, Janet. There's no waffles for miles around. This is <laughs> Sorry, bad. Janet. Um, this was coined by Craig. In 2011, Joplin tornado, during which two Waffle House restaurants in Joplin remained open. Uh, the measure is based on what, the reputation of the restaurant chain Waffle House for staying open during extreme weather and reopening quickly, albeit sometimes with the limited menu. Um, especially after tornadoes and hurricanes. Damn. Uh, the chain's disaster preparedness measures includes assembling and training, quote, Waffle House jump teams. <laughs> They're fucking <laughs> dropping in to facilitate fast reopening after disasters. They have teams for this. <laughs> Waffle Leader 6, this is Waffle Leader 2 <laughs> on your bogey on your 6. <laughs> Well, uh, we just killed Osama bin Laden. Uh, big whoopsie. <laughs> We're just too prepared. We're too had prepared. To get him. Turns out Waffle he's got a gluten intolerance. We had no idea. Yeah. Waffle House, along with other chains such as Home Depot, Walmart, and Lowe's, which do a significant proportion of their business in the south of the U.S., where there's frequent risk of hur- hurricanes, have good risk management and disaster preparedness. Because of this and the fact that a cut-down menu is prepared for times when there's no power or limited supplies, the Waffle House Index rarely reaches the red letter uh, level. So they don't even get, like, red level is really, is literally, like, fucking crazy. Yeah. And, nope. and I mean, a pretty good index. But imagine working in a Waffle House and having that chart where it's just like, if you're in a hurricane, but you still have to come into work. (laughs) Yeah, the day one training is like, what did I sign up for? I I was just here to flip some bacon, my dude. Yeah. Well, that is the Waffle House index, and it will be affecting the rest of my life. Neither rain, nor sleet, nor snow, nor hurricane, nor tornado will (laughs) stop us from delivering the syrup to you. Ich bin ein Waffle House. <laughs> we should really have given the Russians <laughs> the Cold War. The only uh, thing to fear is when the Waffle House shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> if we did give the Russians Waffle House, though, they'd be like, capitalism is truly just <laughs> disgusting. Like, it this is, is disgusting and unbelievable. Oh, quick movie recommendation, by the way. Death of Stalin. Hmm. Speaking of Soviet Russia. It's a great movie, very like quick and also very dry, hmm. um, but absolutely recommended. I watched it on on uh, Mother's Day. There you go. <laughs> Just, Classic yeah, Mother's my mother Day. fell asleep. She fell asleep <laughs> in the middle and then woke up it after she went. That was a good movie. And I was like, <laughs> Mom, Mom, please. But anyway, let's move on. I hope you're at a green level. I'm at on a the green Waffle level House index. But speaking of episode. disgusting capitalism. <laughs> okay that's a that's we're taking a a, our our, our uh, bi-weekly trip over to the takeout.com where oh, love it where we've got rima parik who's going to tell us about why taco bell's mexican pizza tiktok musical is a vast conspiracy against me specifically is the name <laughs> of the article <laughs> <laughs> wait there's so, that's so much information 
Oh, wow. Okay, we got a lot to unpack Yeah, dude, you mean Taco Bell's Mexican Pizza TikTok Uh Musical. You lost me. Where did I lose you? Pizza (laughs) or TikTok Musical? TikTok Musical? So it's like... over Here we go. Let me tell. Minutes? Let me just tell you about okay. it. Okay. Yeah, you gotta just get into it. Let I me just know. from again from the takeout. If you just stopped what you were doing because way in the distance you heard a girl who sounds vaguely like me screaming, "Kill me!" <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Taco Bell's official Twitter account has tweeted a link to register to something called Mexican Pizza, the musical, a TikTok event starring <laughs> Dolly Parton, happening May twenty sixth. 8 p.m. Eastern time. What? Dolly Parton? Starring Dolly Parton. Correct. Yeah, she's... What? This, according to Broadway World, an alleged response to Doja Cat and TikToker Victor Kunda's exchange about the Mexican pizza-themed musical could look like. Allegedly, fans were asking for this musical to become (laughs) reality. Allegedly... Alleged. <laughs> I mean, okay. Let's be let's be honest here. It was like three Twitter users, and then they go. Everybody's asking for this. Everybody's Everyone asking this, for it. This pizza. Uh, alleged. Yes. So it is the story of the brave grassroots activist who helped bring the Mexican pizza back to Taco Bell's menu, according to Taco Bell. And according oh to me, no, it's not. First of all, I was never contacted about the work uh, that I contributed to bring back the Mexican pizza, by the way. I did a lot, much of which was right here on the takeout. And if you look at her history, this writer did write several articles called Bring Back the Mexican Pizza to Taco Bell. Oh, my God. (laughs) Completely unprompted, which I think is is fantastic. This is 100% on the level of Annie telling me, like, they should just give me the the rights to make a Batman movie. I would make a great one. Like just somebody great. yelling in a corner and being like, I did this. It was me the entire time. <laughs> no, you're on the takeout.com. Nobody we only read it to, to get our fast food news. We're only here for the fast food. <laughs> yeah, we don't just hang out like involved in your personal drama with Taco Bell. I hate to tell you this. <laughs> Um, let's see working hard me and the guy that started the oh me and that guy who started the change.org petition were on the NPR talking about the uh, were on NPR talking about the Mexican pizza together okay we he got the custom t-shirt and sneak preview for of the restored menu item and I'm happy for him obviously but I would have loved to have that experience too yeah apparently it started a change.org petition that's the most embarrassing NPR article. I don't know if it's more embarrassing for them or for NPR. <laughs> that NPR was like, let's give them a, a segment now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I want to jump over to TacoBell.com where we have the official press briefing. Yeah, we got to get the official one. The official news. This is the official news of the Mexican pizza making its return to the Taco Bell menu, not with specific regard to the musical, which is Buck Wild. I I can imagine the Mexican pizza... I, I hope it has a description of what it actually is. I've never had one. So here we go. From Irvine, Irvine, California. While rumors of the Mexican pizza's return have been swirling for months, it hasn't been publicly confirmed until now. From petitions to memorials to merch, the Taco Bell cult has rightfully been all but silent about this menu hiatus. Doja Cat, the voice of the Taco Bell people, is one of the oh first God. to confirm <laughs> the news of this past weekend when she literally <laughs> dropped the mic on the hot news of Mexican pizza's return this May. There's just so much 
corporate pop culture happening in that sentence that it's hard for me to wrap my capitalist brain around it. Good for Doja Cat for getting on that money. Yeah, just get on that money. Uh, like, like but Doja Cat was Doja Cat wasn't the only fan who played a role in bringing back the Mexican pizza. Equally vocal in their pleas for the menu items returned were the two hundred thousand plus signers of a Change.org petition spearheaded by superfan Krish Krish uh, Jagirdar. Leading up to the May nineteen return, fans can expect even more ways to get involved with this historical return. I want to read from uh, Mark King, the CEO of Taco Bell. Quote, our menu is full of fan favorites, but the Mexican pizza is on top of that list. <laughs> is, okay. it? is it? Mark? I don't. Listen, they don't do market research. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> they, there is a man in a, in a cardboard box that they ask, like, do people like the Mexican pizza? And he goes, yeah, they love it. Wow. And that's where they get their hot tips. I found one in the gutter. It's great. It's great. I, yeah, you put those. You just got to use the same ingredients all the time. So. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah. From its flashy introduction to menus in 1985 as Pizzazz Pizza to its inspiration what? behind the creation of infamous jingles, Mexican pizza has been a lo- has a long history with the brand, and I'm glad we could give fans what they crave and bring our classic Mexican pizza back home where it belongs. Hey, Mark, you're talking like you didn't have the power to do this the whole time, my dude. You could have done. You could have flipped the switch anytime. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, he had to do all the market research. And um, he had to make sure that people actually wanted the Mexican pizza. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a quick picture of what, of what I want what a Mexican pizza looked like, and I, I need you if, to describe this to me. If this is not the sloppiest thing in the world, I'm gonna be disappointed. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't, I don't it's know. It's not that as can, sloppy as I thought. I don't know that you can call it a pizza. Oh, absolutely not! It's a, it's a, it's a quesadilla. It's a quesadilla. It's a quesadilla. It's a quesadilla. Tell okay, me what you so, see. Okay, I'm going to explain what first what it is, and then I'm going to explain what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Okay. It is one tortilla that looks like a, a it looks crunchy. It looks like a crunchy like a flat circle. Flat circle. Normally, what uh, it has. Like a tortilla. Uh, <laughs> refried beans and, and ground beef on the bottom, and then another tortilla Making on a quesadilla, top of that. Correct. Quesadilla, to make it the quesadilla, yes. And then it has sauce, melted cheese, and some loose tomatoes. I don't know if it's sauce or Oh, that's some salsa. brown sauce. Is it sauce yeah, or I, salsa? I Is it, it, you think that's tomato sauce or you think that's salsa? No, I, I think it might be salsa. I think you might, you, you might be right. I think they have their own sauce. I don't know that you can just take the order of the ingredients in a quesadilla and and basically do an open face quesadilla and be like, pizza, we did a pizza, baby. That's, that's what we do around here. Literally, that's all Taco Bell does. They just <laughs> they get move ha- the they ingredients. Have, <laughs> they do. That's what. They, <laughs> that's one hundred percent of their menu. I can't I wait. For, I can't wait for them to be like, all right, we're gonna do a burrito bowl, but we're gonna put refried bree- beans around the entire bowl, so you have to get your hand all nasty <laughs> and sticky when you touch yeah. it. And we're gonna call it the bean bowl. And you think, and so everybody's going to take a bite out of this bean bowl and they're going to think, oh, maybe this is going to be like, <laughs> mm, maybe a crunchy thing. It's a ceramic bowl. And then it crushes their teeth. <laughs> and that's a big fun time. The man in our, listen, we've done the analytics. I love eating bowls. <laughs> Give me those bowls. What I thought this was going to be, and this was a very loose, I thought it was going to be one tortilla. Yeah. 
One bit, maybe it was a slightly different. Oh, so you thought I tortilla? I think they have different ones. I thought I thought tortilla or some kind of flatbread. I thought that was it, and then it would have like what it basically has was cheese, uh, ground beef, all that just kind of thrown on top. Right. You can't have a second layer. You can't have There's a second no- layer. There's no such thing as a double decker pizza. That doesn't exist, my dude. No, it's a calzone that somebody cut off the sides. <laughs> it's bad. Pick a lane. Pick a lane. What, Pick a lane, Taco Bell. What's I can understand crunch wraps. I've had home. Somebody made me a crunch wrap homemade, mm-hmm. and it was delicious. Yeah, so I can understand tasty, right a, a worse version from Taco Bell. <laughs> but this is nothing. This is nothing, Taco Bell. I hate to like and fans, Two, and then you're gonna do a whole musical about it. Two hundred thousand people on change.org. Two hundred thousand people. There are real problems. We have real, <laughs> real problems. We have real problems here, people. Listen, what are we doing? This, this looks like something that I could come up with at one a.m. with like loose <laughs> ingredients from my fridge and be like, "This will have to do until I get to the morning, until I can get I back would, to waffles." Yeah, I think it, it would be like I am hungover, like slash I've I'm the highest I've ever been yeah. in my life. And someone hands you this, and you're like, "Oh my god, oh, this is amazing! Oh, fuck, dude, this is like yeah. munchies times turn fuck. Oh, oh shit, dude." Yeah, no, the, I I don't see the appeal. Because also, you, you going to cut that? You going to cut that into slices? I don't know. I don't think I don't so, baby. You're you. going to eat that whole, whole like a snake. <laughs> Yet another edition of the takeout where I will not be eating the thing that they're talking about. Yeah. This is, me on, my, this is me on my high horse where I'm like, fast this food. This is you fast, on your high horse? Fast food is, is collectively all garbage. So let's point and laugh. When's the last time you had fast food? Fast food. I had. I just saw you have like a legitimate like. I saw time food. and space go past I had, here. I had Nando's when I was out of the country. Nando's is not the. No, that doesn't count. Nando's is actually good. Well, it can be bad, but it, it, I it feel was, like that's Nando's. Nando's. I, I didn't know what to expect from Nando's. Is just rotisserie chicken with sauce. That's good. Hell yeah! There's nothing dude. wrong with that. Yeah. It's not I'm even so, unhealthy. I'm, it's just it's just chicken. Yeah. There's Nando's in UK. I think that's where it yeah. probably came from. Um, previous to that, I don't know what my my previous fast food experience. I could could not tell you prior to that what. There is a McDonald's down the street from me. Yeah. Um, to the <laughs> okay, this is actually a different. Uh, but I let me finish this. And that I I thought of a different thing concerning that McDonald's. But I went there for lunch one time. Got a got a burger, you know. Got a. Mm-hmm. I was like, I haven't As had McDonald's do. in a As long time. Let me taste it. I ate it. It was like a softball was sitting <laughs> in my stomach, dude. It was when you feel and then it I had a meeting down after. your throat, and you're like, oh. it was good to eat, like eat. You're like, oh, but it tastes chemically. It's yeah. it tastes weird. Yeah. Um, it's it's not my first choice. No, but the the other thing I want to say about this one McDonald's is I was on Reddit one day. Um, and I was just, you know, you're just whatever looking at stuff. And I saw a video that was like somebody in a bar that was pointing a camera out the like open window. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those bars that just like they could take the windows out or mm-hmm. like open them completely. Mm-hmm. And it showed somebody like run into a fence of a McDonald's and like, or like run down it. And like people are start fighting, like they're pulling people out, Damn. they're beating the shit out of each other. And I was watching it and I went, is that the McDonald's down the street? 
no way. Because <laughs> no I was like, I did the calculus of like, that is the bar that is across the street from, I can imagine oh the like perspective. And then I went and I walked down there and the, the fence was barreled right over. Oh like it was, it was destroyed. <laughs> and I was just like, it is, it is. The one. <laughs> Whoa. Bringing the internet right to your front door. Holy like moly. a fucking sleuth. Like Sherlock Holmes. It was <laughs> like, like my smartest moment of, triangulating like wait a second that's the bar that's the oh yeah that's right there that makes sense <laughs> jesus christ nothing like a, a good mcdonald's a... brawl yeah people are fucking crazy driving in my neighborhood i almost yeah. got run over earlier today by a guy jesus. who like ran through a red light when it was walks like what it's like yeah you just it wasn't even like oh it just turned red literally sped down the street it was red ran through the red light Damn. Almost ran me over. But anyway. Fuck that guy. That could have been the end of my life. But you know what? It is the end of this podcast. Wow. Thank you, everybody. Wow. Some really, say that this podcast got hit by a car. A car? No, that's that's kind of morbid. No. No. But Some you say, say that, that this that podcast ate mean. too much junk food and died. That We'll go with that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, anyway, if you have, have any life or death situations or tales from olden times or fun indexes, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter at Segment City. Our YouTube is Segment City. And we would like to give a big thank you to someone in particular. Thank you to Rachel Robinson. She does our intro music. She's wonderful. And uh, we appreciate everything she does. Give her a listen. She has a lot of great music. And also give us a rating or review if you enjoyed this episode. I do want to, uh, before we end with our list of unusual deaths, I wanted to, <laughs> I don't know if there's a plug, if it's it's very popular, popular on Tumblr right hmm. now, because that's how I learned about it. Um, there's a thing called Dracula Daily. Dracula Daily? Do you know what that is? No, I've never heard of it. I, to be fair, though, I'm not in touch with you Tumblr kids. Yeah, well, I'm not a Tumblr kid. Annie is, though. Um, but she was like, everyone's like talking about spoilers for a 200-year-old book. because <laughs> So basically, it's a email subscription. So you just like uh, apply for these emails. And they send people, because Dracula is a series of like diary entries and letters and stuff mm -hmm. that are dated. Mm -hmm. Like they have May 8th. So it started at like May 5th. Huh. And they send you an, according to the date that it oh, was published. Oh, that's fun. That's fine. So you, I've been getting emails that's Dracula like, Daily. May 9th. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to. But hit it up if you. that Because I, I was like, I'm never going to read Dracula unless somebody sends it to me a chapter at a time. <laughs> Piecemeal. That's the great. Piecemeal. The great how the author yeah. intended. But, well, this is probably not. <laughs> hopefully not piecemeal. Hopefully that's not the fate of this gentleman. Zeno of Citium. I hope he died from a sore butt. <laughs> oh. uh, it's not spelled like that, too. <laughs> Zeno Sidium was a Greek philosopher from... Kit Maybe it's Kitium. Kitian? It has a pr pronunciation that is... It's spelled C-I-T-I-U-M. But the pronunciation they have is K-I-T-I-O-N. Yeah, I think... Which is not the same. But anyway, it's in Cyprus. Hmm. As he was leaving the school, he tripped and fell, breaking his toe. Striking the ground with his fist, he quoted the line from Niobe, I come, I come, why dost thou call for me? 
and died on the spot through holding his breath. Holding his breath? What? what? Yeah. <laughs> so he banged his fist and he got so bad he held his breath and died? Oh, my toe! Oh, my toe. You know what? I'll make it better. Let me just... I think I'll just die. <laughs> can you die from holding your own... I guess you can. Maybe this is one of those... I don't think you can. Isn't it like an involuntary thing? You'll just start breathing? This is from... You'll pass out and then two, you'll start breathing. I don't know. Yeah, this is from 262 BC. And we... on the <laughs> To be honest, from this list, they're also like... This person, they maybe fell off stage or maybe. they died from farting. Like <laughs> the most embarrassing thing that like, it's like, oh yeah, yeah Zeno, he died from farting. We, we, I hated him. <laughs> anyway, that is just how it works. Sometimes you break your toe. Sometimes you die from holding your own breath. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, thank you. Enough with you all. Go hold I'm your tired. breath for a while. Yes. Now I will hold my breath. Not too long, To though. see how long. <gasps> Goodbye. <laughs>